Okay. So how are you, Leslie? I'm really good. How are you, Lauren? Good. And also, am I right in saying that Facebook and Instagram are down? <laughs> so maybe more people will come. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did see something earlier about that, but I must admit, I haven't had, I haven't had a chance to look. That's incredible. Yeah, That's... because I was trying to use WhatsApp and then it wasn't working. So I was like, it must be my service. But then still not working. So, yeah. And then I, I looked at Twitter and it's like blowing up. So I think Twitter now has all the traffic from, from these platforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. It's time people took a rest from Instagram and Facebook. I know. Everyone can go outside, <laughs> eat dinner with their families. <laughs> You, you're in Paris, are you? Yeah, I'm in Paris. Yeah, yeah I've been here okay. for about four years or so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you? Yes, I'm in Brussels. Brussels. Okay, so we're not yeah. so far. No, we're very close. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us at, at nine. It's a bit late, but yeah, we have quite a few different time zones that I tried to accommodate. I think it's just Asia that we can't get. <laughs> it's really late for them, but across in the US uh, where I'm from, we can get them. So I see more and more people joining the room. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, I'll do a little introduction. So hello, everyone, and welcome to the fifth conversation in the Future of Fidgetal Clubhouse. So this is where we are weekly on Monday nights at 9 p.m. in CET, I think 3 p.m. in New York, and then noon in L.A., I think. Um, so our topic today is discovering the digital mindset. So as the fashion industry every day becomes more and more technologically integrated, um, how we kind of can explore that and use these new tools um, to, to benefit. So our key focus today will be exploring how we can not only use the tools, but how to revolutionize the workflow that has been practiced for the past, what, 70 to 80 years. Um, and also just to mention um, that this talk will be recorded so um, just wanted to say that before we move forward. So I'm Carlo in URL in this digital world um, and then Lauren Ketcher in real life. And I'm a fashion designer with experience in New York, London and Paris, and then also founder of the digital luxury label Alterage, which will be launching this November. So in this group, our intention is to explore how digital transformation and fashion can make our planet circular, eco-responsible, socially respectful, and individually empowering. So this conversation will run for about one hour. Um, after I was thinking maybe 40 minutes, um, we can open up the, the stage um, to ask Leslie some questions because he has um, quite a bit of a wealth of knowledge. So bringing to our guests, we're joined by Leslie Holden, the co-founder of the Digital Fashion Group. Um, and I had a few months ago the pleasure to participate in the, I believe, the first right digital fashion course. Yeah. Um, yeah, and was led through a really, I mean, visually and mentally stimulating lessons. I wasn't really sure what to expect, but I was really pleasantly surprised with the process. And I think what you had curated was really an amazing proposition for the future of the industry, um, as well as providing recommendations um, on strategies and kind of the skills that we need to build. So, um, so yeah. So, Leslie, to start, would you maybe like to tell us maybe about you um, and maybe why you started the, the group? Um, great to be here. And thanks for inviting me to talk. And, yeah, sure, how we started it. There's a little bit of a background here, so um, I'm just going to to tell you the whole 
If you get bored, tell me to stop, okay? Um, <clears throat> my colleague and um, fellow founder, Sean Charles and I, were both traditionally trained fashion designers. And me at the Royal and him at St. Martin's. And I worked in the industry for many years as a menswear designer and a designer. A number of really well-known companies such as Dunhill, Xenia, Burberry, Liberty. And I had my own, my own company at one time and my own studio and my own manufacturing unit in London. So it gives you an idea how long ago that was. And you could actually do that in London. Um, <clears throat> and I gradually got into education, as most, as a lot of designers do. So Sean has a very similar that I have. Together in Amsterdam at the Amsterdam Fashion Institute, where I was head of fashion for, for 15 years, far too long. And at Amphi, we developed digital fashion as a pillar for, for the design education. And, and as early as 2008, we set up what, what I think was probably the first six-month course in 3D virtual prototyping for fashion with, with lecture software. Um, and lecture software was... It's, it's a lot more complex and complicated than, than Clo for a designer. So, you know, later when Clo came in, then we started using much more Clo. So my experience and knowledge of digital fashion really goes back a long way. And um, I'm really aware of what's happening in the education. And I know many of the, the deans and the heads of key fashion schools and developing and what their digital provision is. And it's important to say that because there is a long way to go. Now, it kind of, for me, the journey sort of started really in March, 2019. So if you picture this, I'm visiting the director of Stitch Fix in San Francisco, and I'm sitting amazing view over the skyline of downtown and then meeting with our team and listening to what they do and how they work. And, and I wasn't really prepared at that moment for the kind of seismic shift. And it was really going to change my career forever. Everything Stitch Fix does, it a little bit about AI, of course, but I didn't know at that point just how much it was being employed generally in the fashion value kind of behind the scenes, like, you know, from forecasting, design, all the way through to manufacturing, retail, and what the potential was and what it could be. And as I was listening to the presentation, I, I couldn't really listen, kind of see my career flash before my eyes and, and thinking, my God, fashion will never be the same again. And, and then the realisation that fashion education will again. No one, no fashion school in the world that I know of is listening. Please jump in and tell me if I'm wrong. Is teaching fashion students how to use AI or, or data as a tool. Now, everything starts with education. Every education has a responsibility to ensure we're being taught with the necessary education must stay ahead of the game. And on the whole, orthodox fashion education is not doing that. I, what really isn't it, is it's like an investment. 
educate people to innovate, just educate them to follow the same old, and that's what you get. AI and digitalization changing the way we consume fashion. And how can creators adapt quickly enough to this revolution? And then there was COVID, which has kind of pivoted fashion industry towards digitalization at record-breaking speed. And suddenly, everyone is aware of the possibilities and opportunities of digital. But where to start, how to pivot, what to do? There's so many questions, and I'm only answering one question here. I'm sorry, I'm taking so long to answer one question. So we started the digital, yeah, we so so we started the digital fashion group to rise to the challenges of pivoting education towards digitalizing. Everything starts. So that's that's a really long answer (laughs) to your question, but it's kind of like the background. There's there's so much not being done do thanks leslie i know but that's i'm so excited about it as well (laughs) it's like we still have something to discover it's like there's a map and like we haven't like discovered a part of the map yet so we can all go out and start to build this kind of new world and kind of as you said um i mean a while ago i don't maybe like 10 years ago i was working as a pattern maker with optitex and at this time like now i look back and it's like that was really like a big deal like and we really weren't totally maybe integrating that as much as maybe we are now and so i mean like you mentioned with covid and in this past year and a half um do you think like the digital fashion movement kind of grew for this industry need for change or was it like a, a mix with like these new digital tools that are coming into the into the picture or Kind of maybe is it like a mix of things that are now causing everyone to kind of realize, oh, wow, like digital fashion, it's it's something and it's going to change how we. Yeah, it's a really good question. Yeah, I think ultimately it's a combination of all of these. That's a, yeah, it's a good answer there. Um, but I think key to to all this is that change is difficult. You know, it's such a trouble to to rethink the way you've always done things. And and although fashion is supposed to be about newness, it's actually one of the most difficult industries or the slowest industries to change, to shift, to rethink. You know, it's for this is the huge, huge industry. It's you know, it's a the global fashion industry is worth something like three trillion. I mean. I think if if I remember rightly, that's like two percent of the world's gross domestic profit. So it's enormous, and there's something like eight hundred involved in the fashion industry, or something like that. So massive, massive industry. Yeah, and everyone wearing clothes. <laughs> and everyone wearing clothes. I know. Thank God, <laughs> but in the way, you know. However, as we know, fashion is reputedly also the second biggest polluting industry in the world. So every second, everywhere, and I love this this kind of fact, every second a truckload of garment waste is being dumped into landfill. And textiles, they take like 200 and you know, 84% of clothes in landfill are or and only 1% of clothes 
So if for no other reason the industry has to change to become more sustainable and the industry must stop producing so many clothes and digitalization can provide solutions and answers to the pressing challenges and the need. That's one of the main reasons that digital has become, has really become so important because it's such a pragmatic solution in a way to to the problems and the challenges with, with sustainability. Now, when we were researching um, to develop our course, Digital Fashion 101, we decided to reach out to nascent technology companies. Technology is the key, really. So we thought, well, let's in the technology. Let's find out who's doing what and how they're doing it, why they're doing it, and what it means and all that kind of thing. And, and this is where the new developments and the new thinking is happening. And, and to our surprise, um, it really wasn't as joined up as we thought it might be, you know, because it's a new thing. You know, we thought, OK, people are going to be collaborating much more. They're going to be, you know, really kind of learning from what happened before. But, but actually, it wasn't as joined up as we thought it might be. And a lot of the technology that's being developed for fashion is actually people or companies that don't have fashion industry experience. So the technology that we're using today to create the metaverse, for example, which is a, like the hot topic, um, is mainly from the gaming industry, which means that the tools aren't really being thought about for fashion. Self, we do need to ensure a joined up approach. And we see the metaverse as like the big whole new of fashion purpose and power reasons for doing fashion, which is maybe one of your questions later. I've jumped onto the metaverse. Um, but if, if people who are developing these technologies for fashion don't know the complexities of the fashion value chain, there is a problem. And another thing that surprised us in these conversations with technology companies, we realized that the technologies these companies are developing was a lot less developed or would be. And we were really inspired, I think most people are, by um, HoloLens, but and really wanted to build a, a virtual campus uh, but we didn't want the Oculus VR glasses. We wanted to just be able to use a laptop because it was kind of an easier entry level. But all the things that we saw is who were open to talking to us about developing a virtual campus, it was like computer games in the 1970s with these avatars that kind of bob around and they're very difficult to control. So in general, there's still not a finesse in digital technology development. The fashion voice needs to be heard, the fashion people, when they're developing this technology. So I think digital has been spurred on, really, in most ways, by the need for sustainable solutions. And I think the technology has to listen 
to the fashion voice and not just the voice of the people who are trying to sell fashion. Maybe yes. That's a long answer as well. No, I like so... your long answers. They're great. <laughs> They're so well thought out. So keep them coming. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like that is why I was so excited to find digital fashion. I mean, for the past, yeah, I mean, maybe four years, I've been like, okay, how do we find solutions to the sustainability crisis, which is for me what it is. And for me, it's like on fire, like it's an emergency. Um, and so I came across digital fashion. I just feel like, oh, my God, like this is it. This, I mean, at least is some of the solution. Um, and also kind of going back to why is fashion so slow to shift? And maybe it is then because of these really complex processes, these complex supply chains. And like you said, like if maybe these people creating kind of these technolo technological approaches don't have an understanding of how those work, then we'll have a, a difficult time trying to kind of move together in the future. Um, so then there was something that like really like was profound to me in the course was like digital as a mindset. So no. we're now like kind of creating the next kind of role, like bringing together like these gaming industries with fashion, um, but not even just that using, I mean, these tools to improve fit, to improve both sides of you know, the physical side, but then create opportunity in the digital. So I guess, how do you see this like moving forward as far as like the kind of maybe team that would be built um, in maybe like a fashion company or what kind of skills designers can start to to learn? And then on the reverse side, what kind of kind of maybe communication tools or skills then like kind of these more gamer focused kind of um, developers can gain? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me see where to start with that. Um, maybe system first, what kind of new sort of structure and system? I think that's an important way to start with the mindset. Um, so, I mean, our, our aim in the digital fashion group is really to put the creative center stage. That's what we see as, uh, as key. Creative center stage in the data dialogue. And our dream is to have the the creative or the designer empowered by like a digital suite of appropriate technology, which is designed specifically for the, the creative is the direct, the product from ideation through to the presentation. So this is the technology is, the, the way the technology is presented and mapped is very important designer's voice or the creator's voice here or the fashion voice. The fashion designers are historically taught to only understand the creative part of the value chain. And so they really don't have much understanding of what happens. And so one can actually say then um, that you could say that a reason for so much waste could be bad or uninformed decisions at the creation stage. So if you think about that, if you think about the fact that designers are not understanding the full value chain, so they don't know what's happening further down the line, and they're concentrating just on the creative process, it, it's, it could be a very difficult decision. You know, the decisions that they're making really um, influence the whole process. Cool focus on technology helping to turn the 
So in a system world, what would it look like if the fashion designer was at the center of the data dialogue? So intuitive and user-friendly, a bit like your iPhone. And what will it mean for the designer to oversee the entire process? So our philosophy is that the creative should be central in the process and understand the business, not only the ideation part. The designer should be the director of the process in a short supply chain, close to the consumer, close to the manufacturer, working with an end-to-end -end suite of digital solutions where AI is a tool to validate their creative hunches, not a tool to design for them, but that, you know, this is backed up by data. And working in an on-demand structure with manufacturers. Of course, anybody, any, this is also really important when you have to listen to the fashion voice, anyone who really knows anything about how the fashion industry currently operates, on demand is, although desirable, extremely difficult to achieve in the current fashion business model. So we have to do a lot of work on thinking, how does on demand, how will on demand work? Because you take all the orders, on avatars, et cetera, et cetera. That's great. In a virtual showroom, great. Take all the orders before you actually get the manufacturing done. But then how do you get the fabric? So it, there's big questions around that. And I would be really happy to hear from someone how on-demand would work in a, in a larger way, not just a kind of personal way. So, of course, we're talking about Another kind of industry here, another kind of system, another kind of fashion designer. And we need to train fashion designers to be more digital entrepreneurs. Now, not all students want to do this, obviously, but that's good. We shouldn't be educating people for jobs and dreams that hardly exist or for a business model that shouldn't exist. So that's, that is, in a way, our idea of the system, and you asked about the kind of skills that, uh, I think you asked about skills as well, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, types of maybe programs or, yeah, ways to get started maybe for someone who, yeah, is really transitioning now or has never just heard about digital fashion. Yeah, but, yeah, and what, what we think um, I mean, I'm saying we because this is a kind of you know corporate a corporate thinking is that yeah the hard skills are always really good to focus and uh, finesse your profile and your role um, so like you know learning to use Clo or Marvelous or you know all these different rendering programs or whatever that's really important um, but the digital mindset is really the first step. And that's what you learn in um, Digital Fashion 101. It was all about the mindset. It was about demystifying what was happening in digitalization. It was about what is the way of thinking to become a digital professional. And the knowledge and an interest in what's happening and the potential for what it could be and what it could develop in, how you reimagine the fashion industry through digital is the most important. Yeah, and to do that, you really need to have a knowledge of the key players and 
what they're doing and why they're doing it and understanding the context of what's happening in the shift. And I would say that these are the most important things to come first. And then depending on how you want to develop your personal skills, you know, it's important then. The, the, the skills training is a The main reason that Digital Fashion Group, we didn't start with 3D virtual prototyping course is that mindset does come first, that the technical knowledge always follows. So once you've got the kind of the contextual knowledge, then you know what kind of software you want to work with and what you're working with it for and how you're working with it, how you work with it best. So, yeah, so that's the way that we see the skills. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, oh, sorry. I can't remember anything else yeah. of that No, question. that was that, really good you, because... Yeah. <laughs> you gave yeah, me a big I question. That is what also... <laughs> yeah, like what you... What I did really learn with the course was it was a global view. And like you said, like maybe first, how do we understand this new system we want to build? Because I've also felt like while working as a designer in the industry, very uninformed about like what's happening down the supply chain, what's happening with the material side, what happens when you manufacture, um, how much remnants are left over after something is cut out. And so, yeah, like I think I wonder then like kind of what tools will start to make kind of this new creative suite. So maybe we can have more visibility because I don't know, I just always think about like a pizza, like where you make a pizza and like you can see they're preparing the ingredients. You can see now they're they're delivering the pizza and now the pizza has arrived to your door. But yeah. it's like, how can we do that and keep this idea maybe of more transparency with within each step? So. So, yeah. And you did mention something about like how it would on-demand work and so that's something that I'm exploring right now with with my brand which will be launching um, end of November and so for me that it's like a big yeah like how do you kind of decomplexify this really complex things to make yeah on-demand more realistic so for me um, we're starting with um, like a single fiber so we're focusing on wool and so right now I'm looking for maybe some partners who would be interested in arranging some kind of like like circle, like some kind of closed loop um, program. So um, find a supplier. And then if I have like some remnants, then I could send that back to them. They would recycle it back into the same fiber. Um, but I think, yeah, trying to maybe keep it with a bit more simple of like a supply chain and really focused products. Um, but yeah, that was just the starting point of where we're going. Yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's super great, and I mean, I mean, we'd. I'd love for us to be more in communication with that. But I think you should also speak to uh, some of the some of our partners who you saw on Digital Fashion One Hundred and One, like um, like Platform E, for example, because they're doing a lot of work in um, on demand, um, or or unspun. Um, I think that could also be really interesting to 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 talk with them about what you're thinking about and get their feedback and their thoughts. And, and that, to me, that is the wonderful thing about the whole digital world, digital fashion digital world, is that people are so open to have conversations. Um, and when we were starting to build um, uh, Digital Fashion 101, we, um, we really, I mean, it was beginning a lockdown, so we just started reaching out to people on LinkedIn, that people we didn't know, um, 
like CEO of this company or CEO of that company or whatever, just to open up a conversation about what we were thinking about and what they thought. And and every single person we reached out to spoke with us, which is wonderful. And so I think there is an openness, particularly in the digital area, um, to collaborate and to talk and to share. Um, maybe not so I don't know about partnering and projects, but but certainly to talk and share, which is really really important. And I think for the for a designer's role, um, it's really key that we're going through a time of uh, things changing and transforming, and you can't do it by yourself. You really have to be connected with other people and you have to share the experience and you have to grow together and it's and it's a wonderful opportunity to do that and i think what you're doing with the whole kind of digital approach that you've got with your company um is is really important and really really the way to go um yeah yeah, and that's even like why I like to host these rooms. Like, how do we start to have conversations between these two sides? Even maybe they feel a bit divided and maybe we use different language, but how do we, yeah, start to kind of bring it together, right, into to one new system where where we can, right, each kind of contribute in, in our own skill set and then exchange and learn from others. Because I have, yeah, a similar feeling, which is why I'm so excited all the time, because people, they want to talk to me about it. They want to discuss about, like, this new kind of developing digital fashion future, this and share. And so I think maybe that's what I felt I missed in the in the fashion industry before. I felt like I was really boxed in, like I was really, this was my job, stay and do your job. Um, and don't, I mean, go too far to, to kind of figure out what someone else is doing. So I love this change. And I love this. And I think that's what will hopefully bring us into like the next level of achieving sustainability. So which yeah. I think is what we all now are pretty clear on, we want to do this. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think it's really exciting the whole um, potential of the metaverse, and and one of the one of the well one of the things that we are doing, which maybe you know, is um, you know we're having these series of webinars, and so we had the first one last month. The, the next one is uh, yeah this Friday, this Friday afternoon, three o'clock CET, um, and. It's about the metaverse, so we're really trying to uh, unpack what the designer's role is, basically, in the metaverse. Um, is it is it is it just going to be designing uh, kind of fantasy skins for gaming, or could we actually develop some kind of pure aesthetic? fashion aesthetic that works in the metaverse and what could that be and and how does the metaverse then link to the rest of the fashion world so it's there's so many questions still to be answered and so many things to be developed but the designer really has to be at the center of all these things 
Yeah, I know. And right now we're seeing a lot of, I think, neon <laughs> and like some mm -hmm. lot of flashing things happening yeah, 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 in, the, yeah, in the metaverse. Yeah. So yeah, I will yeah. love to see how people bring their own like individual aesthetics to that. Um, I know. And so, yeah, thanks for bringing in the metaverse now. So mm -hmm. I guess um, maybe what do you think that like the metaverse can bring that we kind of miss in real life? Well, I think it's a, a wonderful opportunity to explore new dimensions in a way. Um, and I, I mean, almost like to, to kind of create new roles um, because there's not enough jobs for fashion designers. There's, uh, you know, in the UK alone, for example, just using the UK as an example, because that's where I'm from, in the UK alone, there are about 5,000 fashion design graduates a year and there's hardly any jobs. So as well as fashion uh, having a lot of textile waste, it also has a lot of talent waste. And we have to try and change that. We have to try and stop uh, students going in to become, to study fashion design, thinking that they're going to become the next Alexander McQueen. How you're saying that, I think if Alexander McQueen was alive today, he would be on the metaverse, most definitely on the metaverse, pushing the metaverse boundaries. Because it's really, it's like the Wild West in a way. It can be anything. You can build it to be whatever you want it to be. But we do have to make sure that creativity is important in the metaverse and not just commerce. Because what I hear is so much about NFTs and so much about how to make money in the metaverse. And I'm not hearing enough about uh, the creative space on the metaverse. And I think that, you know, this is the time for us. I mean, us on this, you know, yeah, on this um, clubhouse meeting, people like us to actually decide what to do with the metaverse. It's you know it's in our hands, um, and I think it could be it could be incredible, or it could just be another shopping mall. And I must say I've been into um, one of them. I'm not going to mention which one it was because I'm going to criticise it now. And I found it so difficult to move the little avatars around, and um, and in a way it was a bit like what I said earlier about a kind of 1970s computer game. I and it was a gamer. But there must be going into the metaverse who are not gamers. And it has to be uh, a user-friendly for everybody. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> right, because we have kind of like this commerce versus creativity. I don't know why. It always feels like they're kind of two opposing sides. So... Yeah, I mean, if we have like the physical world, what we've really done is really like made it about money. We've made it about how we do things fast. And so it's kind of now we have like this blank slate. We have this canvas like to create like either a utopia or hopefully not a dystopia of kind of how we're we're doing it right now in the in the in the physical world of making too much and how do we create projects that have authenticity and have a story that really like, yeah, can, can come from a, a place of where those two can balance? Because like, I suppose, unfortunately, we do need to make some money, <laughs> but then we, yeah. we want to, to not lose our creativity. 
Um, so yeah, I totally agree. And so anyone um, in the audience, I see some great people. Uh, feel free to raise your hand if you'd like to join us on stage. So then, Leslie, what would you think, like, how do you see our relationship kind of progressing with if it's digital twins or avatars? Or... Uh, uh, well, as, a, as a designer, you mean using digital twin? How, how do you mean? Uh, yeah. Oh, and then welcome, Dale. Um, Dale, you mentioned you had something to add now. Hi there. Hi, Leslie. Hi, Dale. How are you doing? Yeah, really well, thank you. Really well. Um, yeah, thanks so um, so far. Um, you've made lots of really, really interesting points, and many uh, I certainly agree with. Um, I just wanted to kind of come in on the whole idea of the metaverse, because it's an incredibly complicated set of um, games, tools, technology ideas um and it's it's going to become something that is such a a a widely used term but actually defining it is is quite a challenge um because yeah there will obviously be games and there will be shopping malls um but there'll also be you know the ability to play sports um there'll be um, you know, where you can play to earn in game. Um, you know, we're going to have all of the, the crypto space, uh, the financial services, um, the kind of real estate, um, the cloud computing side of things, eventually social media, um, interior mapping, uh, loads and loads and loads of, of complicated but, but becoming interoperable kind of services technologies experiences um so it is it is an incredibly exciting place uh, but i think it's um it's also quite a complex thing to comprehend at this stage yeah i agree it's well it's a digital twin of the world really isn't it isn't that the idea absolutely yeah absolutely so we need um, another world to escape to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I kind of see this as being a place of kind of limitless expression and, and creativity. Um, you know, people can, you know, where they may be kind of ring fenced or kind of limited by kind of, you know, traditional social structures. Um, this kind of concept could offer people quite a lot of freedom to be more true to themselves. Yeah, it's, as we were saying, it's really, it is in the early stages now, isn't it? Which makes it so exciting because it can be whatever we want it to be. And and the whole idea of it being open to make it what they want it to be is super exciting, but it becomes less exciting when big corporations start to come in and buy up chunks of, or make chunks and buy chunks or whatever. So, like if Facebook comes in and, you know, gets really heavily involved in the metaverse and it kind of goes against the the kind of the founding ideas of what the metaverse was about. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's um, it should be kind of in line with the whole ideas around um, around cryptocurrencies. It should be open sourced, um, decentralized, democratic, and not owned by a single or a handful of gatekeepers like we see with Google and Facebook. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be uh, peer to peer. Um, but I suppose you know these guys are going to try and muscle in wherever they can. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's why we always have the two sides. <laughs> we have the commerce, the creativity, and we'll battle it out and see uh, see how it goes. So welcome everybody up on stage. Um, Warren, I think I brought you up first. Um, I don't know if you had something on this topic or a different question. Thanks very much. Um, wow, what a room. Um, I've been sat here eating my dinner going, yes. Yes, Leslie. Yes, <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, um, to myself. Me and Thank my you, Warren. Friend. No, honestly, my friend. Honestly, I think. Do you know what is really interesting? Um, with the greatest respect, I think we're from the same generation where, you know, we would be in product meetings and people would talk about the internet and we'd go, Nah, no one's going to buy anything online. They want to go into store and they want to feel it and they want to touch it and they want the experience. And how very wrong we were. Mm. And, um, you know, you, you've raised some really, really, really interesting points tonight, Leslie. And, um, you know, I loved your point there about uh, the industry and, and the, the speed of change, which has been really difficult. Um, and I think COVID has kind of speeded everything up. It's given everyone a bit of a reality shock, um, yeah. certainly from a high street perspective, you know, with the iteration of the way the high street has looked over the last few years. Trade shows are, blue, you know, completely blown out of the water. Um, yeah. There's so many different elements of, of the industry that have just been disrupted. And I think I think you're absolutely right. I'm also absolutely fascinated with this cross-section of real fashion and digital fashion. Um, I'm 54 this month. And, you know, I'm talking to my kids and they're like, oh, my God, Dad, tell us about NFTs, you know. So it is it is wonderful. Um, but I also loved your point that you made earlier about education and the fact that there isn't enough going on. You know, I, I'm I'm very fortunate. I've spoken to some amazing people over the last few months. Um, I have a podcast. I'm not here to promote the podcast, but I did speak to a wonderful lady called Danit Peleg. Um, and Danit's from Tel Aviv. She's very, very talented. She's a 3D designer. She's she's so competent. She's done TED Talk. She was in the 100 most inspiring and influential women in the world. I mean, seriously, this woman is is beyond. And she was actually saying exactly the same. You know, it was all a bit of a novelty. And I think she left uni and then she she started this this career, which has just been on a, a huge trajectory, which is amazing for her. So really valid point there about um, education. And I just wanted to touch on about the, the metaverse, because I think connecting the dots is the big challenge, you know, and, and I did have a question, but I wouldn't put it to you now, which was, you know, in your opinion, what kind of timeline do you think we're, we're going to be at before consumers really get digital fashion and, um, and, and kind of appreciate this, this synergy, this, like you said earlier, this, this separate world. Um, because from my experience of going into um, certain um, metaverses and you know I've been on alt space and I've been on a few of the others um, 
there is a, I think what we need to do as, as industry professionals is really have more of an understanding of exactly, you know, the, the, the NFT market or the NFT fraternity is all built on community. It's all built on trust. It's all built on relationships. It's all built on togetherness and everybody bringing it up as one. And I think we, we also need to be mindful of that. We can't just go in there bamboozled. You know, we have to have an understanding. We have to have empathy and consideration and design understanding and, and, and create and execute accordingly, really. You know, without this land grab. And I am just, I'm just very conscious that a lot of the brands at the moment, you know, whether it's Balenciago and Fortnite and Epic or LVMH or whoever it is, you know, they're all dabbing and ticking boxes. But do they really understand the ecosystem and what needs to be done? And I think you guys made a really valid point earlier about decentralization. You know, we're living in this world unless Elon Musk is going to take us to Mars, um, all of us together. We you know we need we, we are going to need this similar um, place to 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 develop ourselves and i think there's a huge opportunity for the fashion industry but um we just have to be mindful you know we have to go in there as i say with a certain level of decorum and um, address it professionally so uh, that was my point really but leslie i'm following you on linkedin hopefully you'll connect thank you i would i would love to connect with you um off offline as well and thank you lauren for this wonderful room it's been amazing thank you Warren. lovely question Thank you. Next. <laughs> Next. Uh, maybe Karina, I think. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Leslie. I love you guys opened this room and talking about how actual fashion and digital fashion need to be integrated. Hmm. Um, because I feel like, I mean, that's the field that I work on, that I've been working for a while, the one that I wanted to pursue for so long. And I'm lucky that I, you know, I came all the way to this country. I found it. I've been working on it, helping uh, digital transformation. Um, but I feel that there is a lot of education and like education, and we need to talk to the industry to create a real change um, because we're all excited about NFTs and the metaverse. But the people that have more um, of a step farther than us in there, you know, like the people that use all these 3D technologies that know how to create um, this digital universe are not versed in fashion. So I feel that it, there is a disconnect and we have to connect yeah. all those dots in there. Yeah. So <laughs> my question basically is I'm trying to do that uh, in Colombia. I'm based in okay. the US, but I'm Colombian. I've been over a year talking to the industry, to schools, uh, for them to get that this is something that needs to happen. And I feel like finally it's starting to happen, but now I'm going to be talking to people from the industry and so on. And the most important thing for me is like to make sure that I'm relying on the information correctly. I mean, of course, I talk to them about sustainability, efficiency, numbers, opportunities. Um, but I think I have to give them even more background. And you, Leslie, seem to have like a lot of experience talking to people in the industry. So I appreciate yeah. any advice you can give me. Um, well, my advice to you would be to do our Digital Fashion 101 course. <laughs> we are. We are starting one uh, next yes. year. I'm super excited. They approve it. Um, like they want to do uh, hops of, you know, like uh, for teaching of training hops. 
I want mm. to do so many things, so it's great. I'm super uh, nervous because I never teach before, like a proper mm. class. I have give trainings, <laughs> but we're good. But, but I think, I mean, as I said earlier, everything starts with education. And I think it's uh, to give you some um, uh, advice in a way from what we learn by building um, our course is um, to really um, bring in the industry. And that's a mistake that traditional fashion education doesn't do enough of. They don't um, really engage enough with the industry. Um, and I think this is a great time to do that because the industry really wants to hear the voice and the the opinions of uh, young people um, it's really important that the industry shares uh, what it's doing and how it's doing it. So, um, you know, I would say that would be the the most uh, efficient way of educating people what's happening in the industry, um, what's happening in digitalization to actually, you know, to just bring the industry in. And um, But that's how doing a recorded course um, or a course on the internet really helps because you can reach out to industry all over the world. If you're just reaching out to industry within your own area, then you're really limited to what industry you can you can involve or what people you can involve. So um, it's global. Spread Spread your wings and make sure that you speak to lots of people all over the world. Thank you. I think like one thing that was important for me is to, you know, be able to communicate all this information in Spanish, because I feel like we're all having these conversations in English. And, uh, you know, I moved here because I did not have this kind of information yeah. back then. I couldn't access the information because it was in another language. It was foreign yeah. to me. I didn't even speak English back then. So I think for me, like trans being a person that can translate that, uh, it's important, but I mean, hopefully it can be all Latin America, you know. And... Yeah, but, uh, or Spain as well. I mean, yeah, there's Spain. a huge, yeah, a huge population in the world speaks Spanish. So, um, I mean, I think you've got plenty of people to, to talk to out there. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Great. Thank you, Karina. Thank you, Warren. Um, and yeah, I mean, even as we were kind of saying earlier, my experience so far is that people are quite open. Like they just, they're also, I think, excited. And I, yeah, so I've had really good experiences so far. And so happy to have Leslie here to, to share and to, to, yeah, talk about what we're working on. So we have about 10 minutes left. Um, Zoe, how about you? You have an amazing project. Um, welcome to the stage. You have something you'd like to add. Hi, Claire, Leslie, everyone, Warren. Yes, <clears throat> I do. I actually just first, I wanted to come on stage just to say um, hi to Leslie because I came in quite late. But as I listened to the conversation, I got a few things about a metaphors um, I wanted to add, but also still want to say hello to Leslie because I don't know if Leslie remembers me because um, I was <gasps> pinned into the room and then I was like, Leslie, I remember that name. <gasps> and I came into the room and I was like, oh, that's from my school because I studied at the Amsterdam Fashion Institute. And did you? When? When, Zoe? When did you graduate? 
Um, I graduated quite late because I actually quit at first. I graduated in 2013. I was an honor student in 2009, 2010. I think it was 11 of us, usually it was 10. And I think it was the last semester before you guys changed it into um, it actually being during the summer because before it was actually um, a semester. And then I um, interned and then I actually quit for a year to work at H&M and then I decided uh, to come back because the work was like it was an amazing it is an amazing company but it wasn't that challenging for me I really needed more challenge so um, well I will, I, I will I will definitely remember you it's difficult to see on this picture here I you? know I know um, I first thought about changing my picture uh, but, but reach, um, out, reach out to me on LinkedIn and uh, I, we and, already are on LinkedIn oh, okay. you, All right. you will okay. find it but um, I, I am happy to connect again because you were an amazing teacher. You were really oh. there for the students. And, but Thank with that you. being said, I still want to say that for me, it wasn't still like, you know, maybe no, it was a traumatizing experience, um, unfortunately, yes. at the same time. And I thought for years it was me, but I was happy the news broke out like I think a year ago because it did damage me as a person and my career. Um, but that's a whole nother story. I'm happy. And that's why I'm happy with the NFT space because I feel like it's so much more um, inclusive and so much more accepting. And um, it's really nice to be in such a space uh, as this one. And I wanted to add to the topic of the metaverse, what's really interesting here that I, um, we think it's really new, but a metaverse is actually, it, it came back from being away or being never away because we, like we know we had Sims and all of these other uh, yeah. games where people already played and actually H&M were into the Sims. They had like a whole store. So the companies came already in. But I think the 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 change here is that um, we had already a generation who experienced it. And then we have this generation who also knows about it and also experienced it. And the next uh, one who is really into the metaphors, like they live and breed metaphors. So also to what Karina was saying about getting involved into companies who make games and are not necessarily into fashion. I think it's going to be more easier than we think because there's a generation like the Elf and Generation X who are already buying clothing in different yeah. metaphors and also um, look towards fashion to shop that way. And they have to listen to that generation, right? And yeah, also absolutely. I see it. Yeah, and I see a change in um, more people in the NFT space who were not really looking towards fashion. And I actually approached them to talk more about fashion, which they are going to do now. Um, so I think, I think fashion and NFT and the whole digital fashion is going to go a bit faster than we think. Like I see already so many amazing people in this room that I know do really, really well. So it's really exciting to be here. Yeah, and so you, you touched on a question that I think it, it was, was it Karina that, that asked this? Or maybe it was Warren. It was, how fast um, will it go? And um, and I think that's really important, a, a really important question. And I think it's going to go really, really fast. Um, everything has gone so fast so far. I mean, COVID has really sped up everything. Yeah. I think I read somewhere that in the year and a half of COVID, we... It, we kind of developed like seven years in our use of technology or, you know, the, our mindset of technology. So I, I really think that things are speeding up so quickly, which is also quite frightening as well, isn't it, when things go so quickly. Um, so it's, it's about the change that's happening. But 
but great point, Zoe. And Zoe, I really want to look up on your li- as soon as I'm finished because I'm speaking on my phone just now. I'm going to I'm going to look you up because <laughs> I know yes. I'll know you. I know I'll remember you. And we've got one one more question, so maybe we can just get Sh- Shelley before. Shaylee, yes, Shaley. And, and I had the pleasure of meeting Shaylee in real life. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Hey, I'm in the bus. Um, hopefully, the connection's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. Um, I just wanted to ask. Actually, um, I'm an ex Antwerp fashion graduate, and Hi. um, I'm start I'm starting a company from the ground up. You know, as a creative person, I'm driving um, collaborations between real fashion designers and real digital creators um, to produce digital assets. So Mm -hmm. in this kind of high fidelity, FOMO, fast paced tech climate with all this uh, larger brands, I guess, starting to uh, smell something going on. Um, What's your advice on, you know, maybe those of us who are already in the space, but more grassroots ground up? Um, situations um, dealing in both action and emotion with this uh, environment of perhaps a commercial uh, muscling into a space that we're getting cozy in. I think I think it's really important to work together and to club together with as many people in the same uh, space as you are, or or the same uh, feeling that you have about it, or the same desires. And, do you have anything to do with, um, is it a mutiny? Um, in uh, yeah, I'm the founder. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Hi. So I think I was just, I mean, I know, um, what's it, Anne, Anne Class? Anne Class? Yes, she's my um, business partner. Yeah, yeah. So we 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 were uh, passing some uh, messages uh, over the weekend, and and um, and then I looked into what you were doing, and I think you are answering your own question by doing what you're doing um, with mutiny. It's such a good idea. Maybe you can explain very quickly to people what what the company is about, because I I think it's. A fantastic concept, and I really want to talk to you both more about what you're doing. You've got 30 seconds. Go. <laughs> yeah, I guess the the overall idea is to help creators reach creative and financial emancipation through fashion digitization. But um, we are bringing in designers whose creativity is right for the game space, but they're not technically able, and then rebounding that creativity back and forth between digital creators to develop the assets and then selling them on blockchain and splitting the profits equitably between everyone um, the creators um, and building up a network that drives these collaborations yeah and i think that that is how how it should be done i think these that kind of join together approach collaborating together and uh, and I think that's a fantastic fantastic concept. And I really want to meet with you both and hear more about how you're doing it and and how we can okay. support each other. Right, um, that's enough then. Right, Shh, Lauren. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Yeah. And just before we jump, um, I know Dale. Did you want to mention um, you're working on a project too? I don't know if we're we're at our time, but 
if you want to give 30 seconds <laughs> yeah sure sure so uh, yeah i run a uk-based streetwear brand um yeah. we are pivoting to the metaverse literally as we speak uh we have a project that's that's going to launch on october 21st um this is going to we're looking to pivot 50 percent of our uh collection to digital only uh, the main reason for that is the kind of sustainability uh, goals that we have as a business that, that I believe the industry um, needs to kind of um, really get a grip of. Um, but yeah, how, it's a it's a long one. So probably uh, myself and Lauren yeah. will ca- catch we up. We can for talk a full, about it again in the future. We'll, a we'll full, have a, another yeah. space where we can yeah. we can go forward. So. Thank yeah. you guys. I mean, Shaylee, so excited for your project. Zoe, yeah. thank you for sharing um, and having a question. Warren, Karina, everyone here. Um, and then also, Leslie, you said this Friday at 3 p.m. CET, you guys are having um, a, like a webinar, right? A webinar about the metaverse and the designer's role in the metaverse, the place in the metaverse. So it's really, really appropriate for everything we've been yes. talking about tonight. So. Join us if you can. Just go to our website, Digital Fashion Group, and register. Okay, great. Okay, so yeah, everyone check out the the website and sign up. So, and also, yeah, be sure to um, check out the courses also. Um, I'm very, very happy that I had the opportunity to take a course through through the Digital Fashion Group. So thank you very much, you guys. Um, Thanks for joining us. And we'll be here again next week. So have a great night or day. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Thanks, Bye. 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 Bye.